Now, I received a note today from Senator Sarah Henderson, who, of course, uh, talks about education on behalf of the Federal Coalition. She says, The Albanese government and the Education Minister, Jason Clare, must act urgently to combat the growing teacher crisis across Australia, particularly in regional Australia. And she says, A new report from the Centre for Independent Studies has highlighted a raft of teacher training and retention failures which have contributed to severe shortage of teachers in the classroom. The Australian Education Union says there's been a 90% increase in teacher vacancies this year. 90%! With schools desperately trying to recruit 1,244 teachers, 394 support staff and 237 leadership positions. Now we can't even find enough teachers. What the hell's going on here? Sarah Henderson's on the line. Are you well? Luca, very well. Great to join you. Thank you for your time very much indeed. This is appalling. Look, this really is appalling and we've seen a huge acceleration of teacher shortages right across this country uh, since the Labor government was elected. Uh, regrettably, Luke, we've seen very little action from the Education Minister, Jason Clare, and that even as the Australian Education Union has pointed out, an alarming number of teacher shortages a 90% increase in vacancies this year and no plan at all from the Albanese government, coupled, of course, with the fact that students are being let down by declining school standards right across this country where teachers are not getting the support they need in the classroom. And it goes right back to the universities, which are really not doing the job in, in training teachers. So... We are really seeing the education system fail in a number of very significant respects. One of the issues you raised today is that when the Albanese government was elected, they received a report which, when in government, the coalition organised um, into... It was a review into teacher education and the like, and, and then, rather than respond to that, are you, are you suggesting that the now government then basically ordered the same report, which just put things off by a year? That's exactly right. So we handed down the Quality Initial Teacher Education Review and made a whole raft of recommendations, including that universities should lose their funding if they are not delivering uh, proper courses for student teachers. And that includes doing things like evidence-based teaching and learning, teaching uh, students all about the importance of phonics, and other science-based methods of teaching. So what the Albanese government did is rather than take those recommendations, it then turned around, did its own review over some 12 months and produced almost exactly the same report. So this is wasted time under circumstances where we have no time to waste. Students deserve the very best teachers in the classroom. They are not getting this. And, of course, we've now seen a situation, Luke, in Australian classrooms where one in every five year seven students has the reading ability of a grade four student. These statistics are terrible and that's why urgency is required, both on reversing declining school standards but also on getting more teachers into the classroom. I just want my listeners to hear that again. So one in five year seven students, one in five have the reading ability of a grade four student. Yet, Sarah, I'm right, and I want to say we've never spent as much money as we do today in education across the country. 
That's exactly right. We have had a 60% increase in schools funding over the last two decades, and yet we are seeing a dramatic decline in school standards. Look, we've gone through the, you know, the inquiry-based era of learning. Um, I call it the era of loose learning. Rather than strong, explicit, high-impact instruction, which tells students exactly what they need to know, um, that information is then reviewed, it's drummed into their long-term memory, and that is proven as best way to teach young Australians. So, um, as I say, universities are really failing student teachers. Uh, in fact, there was one course, uh, a parent said to me, she sent her daughter to a university, she did a four-year bachelor degree, and not once did they mention phonics. Now, the teaching of phonics, Teaching kids to, to read and write with phonics is the proven way to teach children to read. And the Australian Education Research Organisation says, we know how to fix this. We know how to turn around declining standards. I have to say, look, some schools are doing an incredible job. Um, schools like Marsden Road Public School in Liverpool, absolutely amazing work under the leadership of the principal there. But so many schools are not doing a good enough job for students, and we are now seeing that in the evidence. Is there an argument to say to universities, if you turn out uh, underqualified or poor-performing teachers at such a level, then government should reassess funding? Isn't that, isn't that one way of ensuring that those teachers that come out of the universities uh, are better equipped to get better outcomes? Oh, look, that was a key recommendation that we made when we were in government. There must be immediate consequences for, frankly, arrogant universities which fail student teachers. So if they are not up to the job, if they are not delivering good enough courses, if they are not teaching students how to teach in the classroom, why should they continue to get the funding? Of course, yep. this is taxpayer-funded funding, Luke. Um, these university courses are, are no good when they don't do the job, and that's why we were so tough on it when we were in government. We're almost living in a time where there's no there's no consequences for poor choices, I have to say, just as a side issue. You, you, raised, you raised a really important issue, I think, last week that, that needs to be, I, I hope we can remind listeners about, because listeners to my show tell me that they're, you know, a little past the Prime Minister focusing on his one issue, his voice, which we know in the polls now is... Uh, well, potentially facing defeat whenever it's held the referendum. But you actually see, don't you, Sarah, by the actions of people daily, just how fair dinkum they are. And in relation to Indigenous disadvantage, how can we have a federal government on one hand calling for the voice, saying that'll make, uh, that'll make the closing of the gap much easier, yet uh, denying the building or scrapping of building schools in remote and Indigenous areas. I mean, it's just appalling. Well, it is absolutely appalling, and we are waiting for the Albanese government to, to provide us with more information, questions that were due last week from Senate estimates about the fact that under our government, Luke, we provided $75 million to build three new Indigenous remote boarding schools and upgrade another one, a fourth one, and now... This government, under the watch of Education Minister Jason Clare, has axed two of those boarding schools that would have helped some of the most disadvantaged Indigenous students in the country. 
One was in East Arnhem Land and one was in Roeburn in WA, in the Pilbara. So this is appalling hypocrisy from the Prime Minister who travels to the Gama Festival in East Arnhem Land, talks all about great opportunities for students, what he's going to do with The Voice, how this is going to change lives, and yet just up the road, uh, the government is axing the construction of a boarding school for Indigenous students. Of course, this is not the only hypocrisy. Since I've been the Shadow Minister, there's a number of ways in which they've let down Indigenous students. The government is so far refusing to fund Ipunia at a school in Alice Springs, which is 100% Indigenous students. They've had some very, very challenging things happen there. A lot of the kids are facing great dysfunction. Some of them come from quite unsafe environments. Um, the principal, Gavin Mice, is doing the most incredible job, but he needs to build a boarding facility for some of the students because they're travelling up to three hours a day, Luke. I mean, how can students learn under those circumstances? 100%. Some of those kids are living in tents yeah. in the other uh, you know, Springs town camps. I mean, they cannot learn. So Gavin brought forward this wonderful proposal. We backed it before the last election. Of course... I'm very much led by the incredible Jacinta Price, yeah. uh, who did all of the work on the ground. And so far, after more than 12 months, this government is still refusing to fund this boarding facility in Alice Springs. And to make things even worse, they announced this $40 million package for schools to combat the community safety issues in Alice Springs. And the Indigenous students largely missed out. They didn't get equitable funding for that package. And so we are seeing example after example where this government talks the big talk on the voice and yet on the ground in the communities where it matters, Indigenous young Australians are being let down time and time again. You know, and and the Prime Minister can make all sorts of allegations about people that have uh, commentary around the voice, but I'll never be convinced, never, Sarah, that this is not primarily about his legacy and not about closing the gap. Here's a great example how it could make an immediate difference. And I spoke to Dissenter a week or two back about that school. I mean, it's a no-brainer. It might be a bit more expensive than building something in metropolitan Melbourne or Sydney, but this can make a real difference to young lives right now. And to think the Prime Minister walks away from this, uh, I, I think it's absolutely appalling and shame on him. We had a couple of listeners ring and say, Luke, you're about to see some... Qantas planes with yes written all over them released to the public. It turned out that that tip was uh, that tip was right. You had a bit to say about uh, that during the day on Monday. It's um, you know the big corporates. I don't know if they think this is a good business move, but my listeners tell me it's it's far from that. Shouldn't they focus on delivering for their customers and leave the politics and the other stuff for people to consume and work out on their own? Well, look, as I said, my um, social media, Luke, I think it's really regrettable that if Qantas is backing uh, a yes yes vote in The Voice and saying that the Albanese government is doing such a great job, then it looks to me like Qantas is also backing the decision to axe two Indigenous remote boarding schools not to fund Indigenous kids in Alice Springs. So it can't have it both ways. Um, if it's backing the Albanese government's stand on Indigenous affairs, on its whole uh, attitude towards the voice, the yes campaign, then how can 
Qantas in all conscience do that when it knows that this government is not listening to the voices of the kids on the ground. It's not listening to the voices of the kids in the communities, including um, some of the the remotest communities in Australia. Our kids who are crying out. I mean, I went to the other springs town camps and it they are it is very, very confronting. And there were kids there who just need very, very basic health care and, and dental care. And I looked at these beautiful children, some of whom have got teeth literally falling out of their heads. And I just think, oh my God, I mean what is going on in our country? We are spending more than three hundred million dollars on the voice campaign. This government is spending this sort of money and we can't get a dentist to the town camp so the kids can get basic health care. Uh, it just astonishes me. Uh, yeah. A couple of kids from Yuparia are living in squalid conditions in a tent. Luke, what is going on in this country? I mean, yeah. I understand the scale of the challenge. I know how difficult it is, but there's a lot of stuff that if we listened to Indigenous people in their community, on the ground, uh, from the grassroots, we could do a lot of really good work straight away. But so far, I have not heard one idea from the voice activists about what they're going to do. Uh, We've come up with lots of different suggestions and Jacinta has been, as you say, extraordinary. But why can't they find the money to build these boarding schools? Why can't they help Yuparinia? Why can't they get out to the town camps? and give these children basic health care. And, I you know, agree. as the Shadow Education Minister, there is so much that this government should be doing for Indigenous kids, and it just seems to be failing them over and over again. Yeah, they're too busy playing politics. Senator Sarah Henderson, thank you so much for your time. Great to talk to you. Really great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your great interest in this. It's very important.